0: Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. On today's podcast, I'm so happy to welcome back some friendly faces to this space. Joining me today is a mix of NSAC members who are graduating and a few NSAC members who have gone on to the big world of college. Who want to discuss that transition from high school to college and have a little learning about what we can expect when we get there and what's it been like for the last year and just really have an opportunity to talk about all things graduating seniors first year in college and all the other goodness. But first, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Let's get started. I'm so excited. I have not seen some of these faces for quite some time. Introduce yourself. Tell us where you're at. Tell us a little bit about, you know, are you a graduating senior? Are you, where are you at in the world? And just a little bit about what's what matters to you today. Uh, Molly, want to kick us off?
1: Sure thing. Hi, um, I'm Molly. I'm from Massachusetts. And I just graduated high school on Saturday. So woohoo, finally done. Woo-hoo! Um, I'm so excited to be done. Um, but excited for bigger and better things. And it's been so long since I've seen some of our graduated um, alumni. And so I'm super excited to
2: get to do this talk to you well.
0: Uh, Arely, tell us about you.
2: Okay, hello, everyone. I am Arely Rosales, and I am an NSAC alum. I am currently in San Antonio at UTSA, and I am studying psychology, very on brand for the mental health advocacy that we do here. And I am so excited to be in this conversation because the transition from high school to college was definitely a shock for me to say the least so I am excited that we can have this conversation just so incoming
3: freshmen can get the feel of what it can be like.
0: Awesome and Emily.
3: Hi I'm Emily and I'm from Sherwood, Oregon and I just graduated high school like two days ago so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm excited for this talk because I'm going to college in the fall so I'm kind of anxious about that but also really excited so I want to know what to expect. Well, why don't we start
0: out by talking a little bit since uh, for our two new graduates and congratulations, by the way, tell us a little bit about your role in the NSAC. What did you what committees were you on? What did you do? And uh, just just give us a little bit of that grounding.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I
0: was a co-lead of the access
1: team this year, along with Ash, who is not on this talk to be well, but was immensely helpful literally my savior this whole year and it was so wonderful working with them Um, and as someone who's been on the access team um, for two years previously um, I was really excited that for my third year of work to be well I could step up into more of a leadership position and have um, the experience of leading a team and it was just such a great experience and we had some um, returners and some new people come into the access team so it was an awesome group that worked really well together and um, I'm definitely going to miss them a lot.
3: Um, I was on the education team this year, and so was I last year, Um, so I got to work with Muhammad for like two years, which is really cool, and to see him like rise up as the team lead was really cool as well, and we worked on like new mini modules this year, so like we each had a different topic, and those will be published soon, which is really fun, well probably not soon, but it'll take some time, but yeah, and then I helped make, like help develop the topics for the Talk to Be wells like we're doing right now and I also helped to run the club at my school, and we did a lot of fun events this year. We got to have a court at graduation for Work to Be Well, which is really fun as well. So yeah, that was really exciting to be able to get that. Okay, as I said, I am an NSAC alum. I was on the activation
2: team, and Was my team lead, which that was fun getting to meet him in person eventually. And I just recently, at the beginning of the year, was a part of the HIPS curriculum for Hiding in Plain Sight. And that was just an awesome experience of applying everything that we learn and work to be well into an important project.
0: So awesome. And Aralie, I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot and have you tell us a little bit about what was that transition to college like? What do people have to expect? How did that go? like i said it was a bit shocking i think
2: with social media the college life is romanticized and every right it should be but i think the behind the scenes, there is a lot of, you know, growing up, learning to be out of your comfort zone consistently, just because you are in new spaces, you're meeting new people and new situations that you have to navigate on your own now, because you're in college, unfortunately, there's not that much handholding anymore. And as much as you can feel ready, I think there's so many times that unexpected things can happen to you and navigating that on your own can be very surprising and nerve wracking. And I think especially for me, it was just having to adapt to a completely different life, especially because I moved away from home. It was learning how to do things by myself. And like oddly, like booking a dentist appointment was like the worst thing ever. Cause I was like, what do I say? Like, do I tell them I have insurance? Like it's just so many new experiences that you're exposed to. So it is definitely a process that you'll remember forever but once you have that self-confidence that you can do it, um, it is so much better and it's awesome.
0: That is so amazing. How far away are you?
2: I am eight hours away from home. And to me, that's a lot. (laughs) Cause I can't just, you know, drive up to my parents' house. Um, so yeah, it's been an experience.
0: That's, that's a huge, that's, that's a huge number. That's (laughs) a really huge number. So uh, for, for Molly and Emily, um, You're getting ready to transition to, I'm assuming college, but not everybody goes on to college. Tell us a little bit about where your plan is and where you're headed.
1: Yeah. So as I said before, I live in Massachusetts and I'm attending Connecticut College in the fall. So it's not too big of a leap. It's about an hour and a half away, which was kind of perfect for me because I'm very like homebody. Like I didn't want to be that far away from my family. I literally like don't know how I'll survive without them so I like that I'm not super far away but you know also have a little bit of distance from them so that part is nice for me I think that like if I really if I need to make the trip that it won't be too far away which is an important factor for me but um I definitely am nervous for some of the independence things I was actually just thinking while Aurelie was talking that um I have to go to my um my physical next week um with my doctor and it's the first time my mom's not gonna go with me and so I just have been thinking a lot about how much like independence I'm gonna be starting to come into like even before college, this summer before college getting ready. So
3: Yeah, um kind of like Aureli, I'm going kind of far for college. So I'm from Oregon. I actually grew up in California but I moved to Oregon and now I'm going back to California for college. I'm going to go to USC in the fall. So it's like about a 15, 16 hour drive from where I am now. So it's kind of far. (laughs) But I feel like since I grew up in the area, I'm kind of more comfortable in that way. But still, it's going to be hard being so far away from home. Um, And yeah, I'm just really excited, but also scared too for like just all the new things on campus and all the new people. But yeah. That's that's
0: amazing. I mean... USC is pretty cool place to go. You're going to have a good time down there. So, you know, I know um, you all have participated in mental health advocacy, and I'm wondering how that, how that works for you in college. Is this something that you're going to con- continue and has and the NSAC, has your experiences here, kind of influenced you to want to seek that out? In short, where does it fit? How does this move on?
1: Um, I know for me that while I was going through the college admissions process that one thing that I looked at was a lot of like the clubs and extracurriculars that um, schools that I was looking at had and one thing that did stick out to me is when colleges had like mental health advocacy um, clubs already. So in my high school, I'm a leader of our um, Active Minds chapter, which is another awesome mental health awareness organization. And there is a chapter um, at Connecticut College that I'm really hoping to be a part of. And I think that'll be nice since I'm familiar with the program already. And it'll give me a chance to um, talk about mental health advocacy and hopefully bring in some um, some touches of Work To Do Well since we're not quite as prominent on the East Coast. I love talking about it over here. Um,
3: for me, I know that USC, they're kind of in downtown LA. So there's obviously a lot of opportunities in any field that you go in. But I know I heard about this one program they have where they have people go to homeless shelters in LA and like kind of shadow the mental health professionals there. So that sounded really cool as well. Um, I'm sure there's other mental health clubs too, but I just haven't gone around to look at all of them because there's so many different clubs to join. But that one really stuck out to me as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Like how Molly and Emily have mentioned, there's a lot of opportunities to continue in mental health advocacy, but there's definitely space for you guys to create those spaces for other people. I was in the well-being services uh, connection little group, and I noticed that there wasn't really that much mental health focus. So I took it upon myself to start those conversations and eventually we created a group to start um, mental health peer advocates where we talk with other students amongst us and we have support groups and we talk about all things college and kind of help help each other along the way. So, you know, you can definitely take the tools that you've learned from work to be well from education to activation and access and implement those if you don't find those spaces for yourself.
0: That is so cool because, you know, mental health is is something that really comes to people's attention when they get to college. I mean, it is a totally destabilizing, you know, experience where you don't necessarily know people where you go and you have to get into that space of where you're open all the time to meeting new people. And that can be really, really, really hard. Um, Areli, what did you do? How did you meet new people? What were some of the first things you did And what would you recommend to our two new uh, students who are going to be jumping into the college pool?
2: So something that I learned very early on in establishing conversations in college is the three big questions. And that is, what is your major? Where are you from? And what year are you? No matter what question you ask, um, the answer will definitely evolve to a bigger conversation. And I think something that helped me a lot was putting myself in spaces where I could find common ground with people. So joining those organizations of things that I'm passionate about, things that I like, and they don't have to be academic based. It can be fun things like, you know, a hiking group or a running group or a book club and putting yourself in those spaces where you know that you're confident in that you're comfortable in and getting to meet people with the same interests makes it a lot easier to establish those connections in college.
0: I think it also helps to have a plan when you get there and think about what it is that you're going to do. I love those three questions. Uh, I think we're going to steal those and turn those into some social media opportunities. Um, But when I'm when I'm looking at my, you know, Emily and Molly, you're getting ready to go in. What's your plan? Do you know your roommate yet? Do you have a roommate? Um, What's your plan to get to know people?
1: Um, So one thing I'm super excited about is that I'll be running on the cross country and track teams at the college that I'm going to. So I'm super excited that I'll have like a little bit of a community built for me already. And that a lot of the girls on the team have already been reaching out and helping us with our summer training and stuff like that. And they've been super awesome and inclusive already, which I'm super excited about. And my roommate is also on the team. So hopefully, we'll kind of build our schedules together and be able to go to practice together, which will be really nice. So I think it, it'll it be great to know some friendly faces. But I'm also really um, trying to challenge myself and not kind of get stuck in that and also like look for people with other of my interests too, because I don't want my whole social life to just be that so definitely it'll be a challenge but also I think a really good thing for me to like balance relationships and different interests but I definitely want to join different clubs so I can meet even more people.
3: Thankfully I was able to find a roommate pretty quickly she actually is from Oregon too but she grew up in California so like we're really similar in that way um and I haven't met her yet but I met her like on Zimi, which is like a college app you can get where you can meet other people who are entering the same school as you, which I found to be really helpful because I met like so many people on there. And then we started making like Instagram group chats. And like, so I know a bunch of people in my grade already, which is really, really helpful, especially if I have questions about like registration stuff as well. Um, And I also signed up to be a part of like a living learning community within my dorm building for first gen students. So like, I've got to know all those students pretty well, which has definitely helped that my school has like little communities like that.
0: You know, that's so smart with those apps. I've heard about those. Um, I'm curious, Riley. did you use something like that when you went off to school?
2: Oh yeah, definitely, um, especially social media they tend to create pages for your class. And, you know, they do, They show off who's going in, what they're interested in, what their major is. So you can definitely find connections in that way by just exposing yourself to who's going to be in your class, especially to be going through it together. You
0: know, interestingly, um, I was thinking the other day about some of the things we learned in Work To Be Well. And one of them, I'm sure you've all got your first aid toolkits. You've all had, you know, many of you have done the training of that and have taught other people about our first aid toolkits. What did you take and what are you planning to take from home as part of your first aid toolkit?
2: Um, something that I did, two things that I did um, for my visuals, I took a picture one day of my parents eating at our dinner table, and I printed that picture and I framed it to have it in my room so I can have that home feel but also remember that my parents you know are always there when I need them and I also took a blanket that I had from home that originally it was my mom's but I stole it because I just needed that touch to know that I'm not alone but I also can contact home when I need to. That's such a nice idea
1: I love that. Um, I'm also definitely planning on taking some pictures that I have hung up in my room but another really nice thing that I've gotten throughout my senior year of high school is that a lot of the um, teammates that I've been running with make um, like good luck posters for like all of my um, cross country and track meets and they'll put like pictures of us on it and like notes of encouragement. And I think that would be a nice thing to hang in my dorm room and kind of have a sense of home there with me too.
3: Yeah, similar to Molly and Arelli I've been taking like Polaroid pictures recently. So I've been trying to collect Polaroid pictures with all my friends so I can like string them up in my room. And also like, I'll probably take a lot of my stuffed animals with me too. Cause <laughs> those are always very comforting and they're definitely in my emotional first aid kit as well. So I definitely need them.
0: You know, stuffed animals are awesome. Awesome. Comfort items. I also love the blankets and things like that, but the pictures are just amazing. I love that's a really cute idea to have a picture of your parents having dinner. That's a very homey feeling. That's wonderful. So I want to transition a little bit and, you know, you all are either have moved on or are moving on. Um, what do you want to see from next year's or from future National Student Advisory Councils? What's your wish for them?
1: Um, I know one thing that um, me and some of the team leads have been talking about a lot this year is that we love in the future for kind of the whole um, National Student Advisory Council to have time to really bond all together. Um, I think that there is, um, because we all do have some separate jobs that sometimes the teams can, um, like, I feel like I know my team really well, but amongst other teams, I feel like I didn't get to know people quite as well. So I'd love to see more of that, like, um, socialization within, like, the entire National Student Advisory Council. And then, let's see, specifically for access, I mean, I think one thing um, Ash and I really took away from this year is that um, there are so many different talents within our team. And I think that one thing for the future that would be really helpful for our team and for really all of the teams is to kind of get a sense at the beginning of the year of what people like to do and what their strengths and weaknesses are in designing things and how um, how social they are, like social media, like their their strengths and weaknesses so that they can kind of like... Um, take their own spin on things so that not everyone has to do the same thing. Like, obviously, it's great when we work together as a team, but we found that some people have individual strengths that have made, like, incredible projects. Like, I know um, JJ wasn't able to make some of our meetings in the beginning of the year, but he made this incredible presentation that he gave at his school that was all, like, access-related materials, and he used all of, like, the the colors and the fonts, and it was just – it was incredible. And we were so happy that we were able to, like – highlight his work so finding what people are good at and bring their talents to the surface like I think that's super important for the future
2: yeah definitely and I agree with Molly especially when you said more socialization because uh when I recently met Mohammed and Finn in person it was like I love you guys like you guys are so fun and it's just crazy to think that I was in a council with them for a year and I didn't really get to see a different side of them from the work to be well persona. So that was fun. And I think a wish I have for NSAC members and futures to really keep your connections that you make within the council, because those connections can be extremely beneficial and fulfilling. I still talk to Caitlin Marsh, that I was in the council with, and now we've worked on a few projects together. Now um, we're actually serving on the same organization again. So that has been really fun. And it's just, it's empowering to be in the same zoom meeting (laughs) in the work to be well case um with people that are that are passionate about the same advocacy as you are so keeping those and cherishing those connections i think is really important
3: yeah i was gonna say kind of the same thing like the socialization aspect um coming from somebody who's in a club as well i wish like i really hope for the future that the clubs can be more involved with the stuff that work to be well does on a national level like i think it'd be really cool if like clubs could come to meetings and like talk about what they've done or if they could join podcasts too because um, they really want to be more involved as well what i've known from like the people in my club um and yeah what what a rally said like keeping your connections with other people like i still talk to dominic a lot too and he comments on my instagram posts and it's just really fun to be able to have those connections with people across the country as well
0: I love that. That's that's my favorite part of this. Is that you all are staying connected, and this and this web of people um, continues to grow. And and this kind of goes to that that idea of I know through the vehicle we have with hiding in plain sight, um, we have the ability to, and we've been working on some curriculum uh, for colleges to be able to use uh, the hiding in plain sight curriculum because many of the characters in Hiding in Plain Sight were college students. And some of them have transitioned into college and have those experiences now. But I'm wondering how you plan to stay engaged and maybe be supportive of the efforts of work to be well as you work into college?
3: Um, I guess for me, like keeping in contact with my club, at my school, because even though i not, I don't go to school there. They'll, they'll definitely need help with some things, and one of them might be joining NSAC next year. Let's hope she gets in, but um, um, we'll see. And then I also think like doing podcasts like these, these as well, where like alumni can come back. I think would be really cool, and just like supporting the website and all of its changes and all the new modules that'll come out, and reposting on Instagram all the fun posts that Work to Be Well does as well. Um, totally
1: going to copy Emily here in saying that um, continuing these podcasts with alumni is such a great idea. I would love to come back as an alumni and talk with you guys. These are like my favorite things ever. So I think that's a great idea. And definitely reposting social media. I totally agree with that. And I think also just like Um, as a team lead I would love to be in touch with my future team leads whoever those end up being I know um, Ash and I took over for Lena who was our team lead for two years and she was absolutely incredible and was always there if we needed her like always so supportive and um, I know that we had reached out to her at some point with questions and stuff. And she was always so happy to help us. And Lena even left us like a dock of advice for college when she was leaving, like, Oh, she's just,
2: she's the best,
1: but I would love to be that person to my future leads and my, um, my old team. So <laughs> keep in touch.
2: Definitely. And I think it also a great way to continue the mission of work to be well is just introducing those, kits that we all have created to people that you know in conversations. I can't stress how many times like the anxiety grounding techniques that we have and the website that I still use in my personal life to navigate the craziness of college, um, but also just life in general. So just continue the conversation and carrying the mission with you everywhere you go.
0: Well, I can tell you we learned a lot from this year's experiment where we had co-leads in one of the in one of the groups. And we felt that that worked so well because it kind of gave a little bit more balance that we actually broadened that this year. Uh, and next year's NSAC will have co-leads for everything. And this also gave us an opportunity to do something we've never done before, which was to be able to take a first year senior and bring a first year senior in as a co-lead. Because a lot of times we do get seniors who apply who've never been with NSAC before, and it's hard to make them a lead if they don't know what they're getting into. But if they've got strong leadership skills, we can make them a co-lead. And that was an interesting way to give some balance and perhaps a little bit more robustness, but it means that we're probably gonna have to have a bigger council uh, to to balance and map it all out. But uh, we learn something every year that we do this. And I think this is a great opportunity for you to share your advice when you look forward to the future class of 2027. So these are freshmen just entering high school. And as you all have, have left high school, what would you want to say to the freshmen who are coming in behind you? What's your wishes for them?
3: Um, for me, one thing that I've learned throughout high school is to like take every opportunity that you're given. Because um, some of the best memories and, like, some of the best things I've been a part of is just, like, something I spontaneously joined, like, worked to really be well. Like, I saw a post about it, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll apply and see if I get in. And it's been so fun. Um, and even if something doesn't work out, like, at least you tried it, and you know that it doesn't work out for you. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of advice.
1: Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I definitely worked to well was so similar for me in that way, and that it just kind of, like, came across my social media at one point and now I'm here and I've had the most incredible experience. So definitely taking the opportunities that come your way. A lot of, a lot of high schools have some awesome clubs, but it's total. it's, I think it was a great idea to reach beyond the high school too, because um, obviously I've met some amazing people at my high school, but to be able to connect with teenagers all the way across the country is still like crazy to me that I have so many connections all the way across the country and it's it's so weird that like (laughs) I'm operating on eastern time and every person that I talk to here is three hours behind me usually it's not a not a whole lot of people on the east coast but I just think that's so cool I get a little bit of a taste into life on the other side (laughs) so it's been super cool meeting so many new people
2: My advice would be to not let imposter syndrome get in the way. I think it's very easy to let new experiences, new spaces, new people make you feel like you are not deserving, you're not capable, or you can't take up space. So just know that you are deserving to be in the space that you are. You have a voice and the things that you say matter, so use it. And you are definitely going to be listened to, especially in work. to be well. you're thoughts and your opinions
0: better. I can't think of a better place to wrap up today. That is just amazing advice from all of you. And I wanna thank you um, both as alumni and as very soon to be alumni for sharing your wisdom, sharing your your future goals, sharing what you're gonna do. And I will be happy to have you back on Talk To Be Well, anytime. Lots of different things for us to talk about. And we always have the opportunity to learn from your experiences. I want to thank you for joining me today on Talk to Be Well and thank all of our listeners as well. We always welcome the chance to reconnect with folks. And I hope that you got something to take away with you today as well. If you are looking for support for you and your mental health, Please check us out on providence.org and if you want to learn more about work to be well check out our website it gets updated all the time that is worktobewell.org. that's work the number two be well.org where you can also find all of the history of our episodes of talk to be well right there archived for you i want to thank you today again for joining and listening i'm your host dr robin henderson and this is talk to be well be well everybody